Welcome to episode 49 of Ask the Masters. On this episode, Dave Pinton sits in as Michelle Cavanaugh and Dave Rockwell start their journey with the Pool Pro Podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to teaching the pool service industry all about everything that they should know to run a successful business in the swimming pool industry. Welcome to Ask the Masters. Welcome in today. My name is Dave from Ask the Masters, and we have a super special episode today. So I have two real good friends in the house with me today, and this is going to be a continuation of the Ask the Masters uh, podcast. So uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, I've got Dave Rockwell sitting here and Michelle Cavanaugh. And so ladies go first. So Michelle, can you introduce yourself and Absolutely. Uh, where you came to. from? Absolutely. happy to. I'm Michelle Cavanaugh. I'm currently the executive director of the California Pool and Spa Association, but previously with the National Swimming Pool Foundation for 14 years as the mission development director and just took on this role last year. So I'm very excited to, to be representing in California. So what, if you had to dial your passion down into one or two sentences, what is it that you, number one, love about the pool industry? And then what is, if you could do something 24 hours a day within the industry, within your job, and define your job, what would be the thing that would get your heart racing? Great question, and in fact, I just talked about this at an Ipsen meeting recently. Uh, my son has Asperger's, he, he's 24 now, but at the time, when I started at the National Swimming Pool Foundation, I was a single mom and really struggling, and this industry surrounded me mm. with love and acceptance and caring and resources and a way to uh, really get through life, because I was struggling at that time. And now I'm giving back. And I just did this uh, at an Ipsen meeting where I feel so much love for this industry. And now it's my turn to wrap my arms around people who really need assistance in this industry and help them out. And so for me, my goal, my absolutely number one goal, if I could do it, just like you said, all day long, every day, would be getting on the phone and talking to people who are struggling in their business, especially service guys who I think are really struggling, a lot of them, and just find out a way to help them. That's really absolutely 100% my passion. And I hope that comes out when I do speaking engagements because it truly is something that um, I feel heartfelt about. I mean, I truly feel like this industry surrounded me with love and acceptance and now I'm going to give it back. Awesome. We're going to get into the mission of, of what we're hoping this podcast to be in a little bit. But yeah, that's that's wonderful. Um, many of you have already met Dave. Uh, Dave and I had a great episode uh, on ozone. And so Dave, reintroduce yourself to the people uh, that, that may not have seen that episode. Dave Rockwell. Yeah, I founded a co pool service company called Liquid Paradise. Our goal with that company was to provide the best water quality possible for people who actually swim in the pool. And that's my passion. That's what I'm uh, all about. And uh, that's the place in this industry that I'm most happy. Yeah, and so you're you're still doing a little bit of service. You know, you do all of my, uh, you know, I run Fluid Dynamics and we build pools and you do all of our programming and startups and that. Mm -hmm. uh, but you're really, you're really transitioning as well into more of an educational type of a role, and and this podcast is just one avenue that you're that you're wanting to grow that side of it. So tell me, tell me what your passion for the industry is, because I know, like Michelle, you really have a desire to give back to the industry, and so um, tell me a little bit what what you feel like uh, you can offer to the industry that's unique. Well, what I, what we're hoping to do with this podcast is, uh, I've been a a consumer of industry-based education for 30 years. Um, 
there is some very timely classes I've taken at critical points in my career that sent me off in a, in a whole new direction and raised, raised my uh, abilities up to a whole new level. And that's exactly uh, what I hope to do here. It's not that I necessarily myself have anything great to teach anybody that they don't know, but uh, I want to help people find where the really good next class is that they should take, regardless of where they are in the industry or where they started. Um, there's plenty of really high quality information out there. Um, and uh, that's what we want to introduce you to. The other thing I love about this industry is, there, like Michelle said, there's terrific people out here. There's some great minds, there's some great personalities, and we want to introduce you to some of them. And uh, it'll be informative, it'll be entertaining, it, it, we, we're going to have some fun along the way, but that's, that's, where, uh, that's our that goal here. That is the here. truth. Yeah, and I think um, we're kind of at a real interesting juncture here, uh, beginning of 2020, uh, when we're recording this. Uh, really, uh, there are a number of podcasts coming online right now, uh, yeah. and, and it seems like this platform is, is, is really gaining traction within the pool industry. And uh, I know from my perspective, and I know from talking to both of you, we embrace all of it. Uh, we do. Absolutely. You cannot get enough education. You can't get enough information. And so the goal of, of Ask the Masters and this podcast is just to be another voice. Exactly. And we have different perspectives, all of us. So I think having all of our perspectives out there and what we can share and offer to the industry, just like you mentioned, Dave, is important. We have our own particular perspective on many issues and, and hope that that's going to help people. Yeah. And the same story told from more than one perspective gives you a more well-rounded view of the matter. And uh, so that's what we hope to be is just one more voice that's uh, maybe helping people find a direction that they want to go. So as we've been kind of toying around with different names for the podcast, uh, one of the names that was real close that didn't actually stick was the, uh, the Service Industry Professional Podcast. And I think that that really encapsulates the desire that you guys have mm -hmm. is to, um, you know, the pool service industry doesn't have the greatest name. And, and, and that's not to say anything bad about the people within it. Right. Uh, and so I think one of the goals that you guys have both stated is that you want to put forth that, that there are true professionals within mm -hmm. the pool industry, number one. And then number two, also to encourage people and to be building people up yep. that, hey, this is something that you should be striving for. Absolutely. Uh, I so, call it elevate. Yeah. 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 So I'd like each of you to kind of answer that question and, and what your vision is for how you, how you want to implement that. Well, what I've seen as the industry's grown and as I've aged in, in the business is that uh, from where we were 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago, we've come a long way. Uh, the level of professionalism is definitely on the rise. The availability, the accessibility of really high quality education is on the rise. And that's all a good thing. Um, it needs to get better. There's things we're doing well that we could even do better. Uh, there's things where we're still behind the curve. One of the things I think that, that this industry has to do as it becomes more educated 
we need to be able to convey that and educate the pool users and the pool operators that we work for do a better job of um, teaching the consumer what what they have a right to ask for teaching the pool operators if you're going to provide a public pool for people this is what you should be looking at not just the simple dollars and cents but the product that you're offering your customers one of the areas we've done a, a really good job of in the cooperation within the industry and and uh, uh, organizations advocacy organizations is in the area of drowning prevention absolutely um, I, I just saw a, a thing on uh, one of my Facebook uh, forums that uh, drownings are starting to go down and that's terrific um, we need to keep that up and hopefully we, we're going to have some podcasts on that and introduce you to some of the people that are making that happen um, but the we have uh, some areas where I would like to see a more educated consumer um, in terms of the water quality that they expect I can't tell you how many times I walk up to a public pool and see kids swimming in green water that you can't even see the main drain and I turn my kids around and say sorry we're going to find something else to do but they what we need is uh, a more educated consumer that, that they know what they're actually <laughs> jumping into right. when they get into a pool like that so um, it's all about education it's all about when you know better you can do better yeah. For me, I just to touch on what Dave said, I see it, and I used the word elevate before, but for me, it's an, it's an elevation of your level of professionalism, your success of your business. Because in my mind, if you are elevating your professional level, your business success will, will grow. And for me, um, I want to be able to help them not only from what Dave has been talking about in a lot of ways on the technical side of things, but also on the business side of things. You know, being able to help someone, making sure they're following the rules and, you know, they're following, they have somebody doing their books or they're being, you know, anything that's business tool related. I want to be able to provide resources and help them to be successful because if you're successful in my mind, not only are you elevating your professionalism, but you're just happier. One of my dreams for you guys as you guys are embarking on this is from the builder segment. Mm -hmm. um, there's so much, uh, animosity is not the right word, but there's so much tension between the service industry and the builders and the plasters and everything. And that's really one of my visions with all of the podcast is that we really start to break down some of those walls. And there yeah. are tough conversations that need to have. And uh, But everybody in the industry is, it, it, you, you look at, there's so many silos within the industry. And, and I feel like we're really starting to break that down and and like you had alluded to earlier we're starting to see movement and and everything i really want to to uh, see the builders uh and and people from my position have more people like you uh, you know i know that you have my back when you walk in a backyard yeah. and i know that i can trust you to give the client the best possible result but yep. then not throw me under the bus too, yeah. uh, because exactly. there are mistakes that get made. There's I'm no such thing as a perfect pool, even though yours are darn close. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. But yeah, all pools, there, there are some issues and, right. and they may not even be necessarily mistakes. They're just things that, you Com know. Comes back to uh, educating the consumer, managing their expectations. Sure. Um, and, and so 
and I think a lot of the maybe what creates conflict between service and builders uh, isn't so much animosity as it is misunderstanding. Yeah. Yes. Um, understanding the challenge, a service guy should understand the challenges that a builder had to go through to get that pool done. Customers, even with seemingly un, unlimited budgets on really elaborate pools, make some very odd decisions about where they're going to value engineer and, and cut corners. Exactly. And the pool builder doesn't always have a say in that. Um, from the builder standpoint, they need to understand what's required of a, of a pool service guy to, to really keep a pool up. Um, the National Plasters Council has very strict guidelines as far as water chemistry and startups, but there's more to it than that. That's really job two for a pool service. Quality, healthy water for the bathers is job one. And so yeah. it, that may require that you add chemicals to the pool that are going to throw off the delicate balance of the what's ideal for the plaster. But um, uh, understanding that on this on the part of the builders will will help them maybe not be as quick to blame point fingers at the service company and do you also think dave part of your professional professionalism is really being um a recommendation for someone so if you have sure. a relationship with builders then all of a sudden they'll re they know you're going to take good care of their pool um, when they leave uh, so that for they'll recommend you to the homeowner and be able to say this this, this these companies are really good we know that they're going to take it especially if you do like chemical automation or something where a lot of the service guys may not even know how to work that or run it or, yeah. or anything, mm -hmm. you know, different things. But I think having a, uh, you know, mentors, if you will, which, which yeah. Dave really believes in, I know, but having a group of builders that you can go to when you have questions and having a group of service guys that builders can go to when they want to recommend the next service company for a pool they built. Yeah. There yeah, really needs important. to be a lot more crossover yeah. uh, on that. Yeah. And I think the, the tension between the two, mm -hmm. um, uh, you hit on it really well. It's it's um, uh, there's just a lack of communication, yeah. and and you're right. It's not animosity. It's just a lot of builders just turn it over and yeah. and never have any. They never have any thought process to what the service guy has to go through when he's got to stand on his head, you know, leaning yeah. over the heater to change that motor in the back that's up against the wall. Uh, so I, I think as we start to work together. The service industry has some very important and very critical things to say to us as builders mm -hmm. that we need to pay attention to. And and my the, the reason why I love this whole concept is that as we build up and, and as we expose service professionals to some of the some of the challenges that we have as builders right. and, and that, then there it, it just helps all of us all the way around. Yeah. And as far as establishing a relationship at, from the standpoint of a service professional, establishing a relationship with a high-quality builder, the pools that you will get on service from that relationship, you could never advertise and, and get that number of that quality of pool on your route. And, and when you advertise for pools like that, you're always out there busting your knuckles against guys that are going to charge 10, 15, 20, hundred dollars a month less than you. Um, but with a recommendation from the builder, this is my guy. He knows how I build a pool. He knows what I expect. Uh, he knows what I want to see if I walk back on this project two years later. 
um, that kind like, of a recommendation yeah. uh, is is just priceless. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in respect to what you guys are going to do on this podcast, is just that um, there are codes, and there you have the model aquatic health code. There mm-hmm. are the codes do not just pertain to me as a builder, and I have to follow the codes. There are certain things and certain parameters that the service industry needs to be aware of, and. And really, to become a true professional, you need to understand that. And and uh, so you guys are really going to start touching on all of that. And then obviously, swim pools is, mm-hmm. is the the integration. I mean, and and from my standpoint, I'm much more fascinated by the technical aspects of pools and not so much the politics. But where politics come into play, whether you pay attention to it or like it or not, uh, politics translate into laws. And so understanding how they affect us, um, understanding who's out there uh, talking and fighting in our behalf uh, to prevent unreasonable laws, um, it's important. We, we, you can't just spend all your time in the field and, and not think about these things. So um, that's that's It'll be a kinda, nice balance between the yeah, two. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I think yeah. too. Yes. So um, I know we've been we've been – kind of brainstorming this for a few weeks now uh, as we've kind of brought this together. I'm super excited that we're finally here. Um, you know, let's not name any names yet, uh, but uh, what what episodes that you guys have already kind of brainstormed, you already kind of have either in the works or are putting, what are you guys the most excited about uh, that that we can kind of whet the appetite of everybody? Where where are you going? What, what topics are you going to be presenting? One of the first ones that I, I'm very excited to have Michelle be able to explain a little bit more is about uh, her organization, organizations like at the CPSA, uh, organizations that are um, working to educate lawmakers and, and kind of stand up and fight uh, on our behalf. Uh, there are similar organizations in, uh, in other parts of the national. country, and there's a need for more. Um, so. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna kind of talk about that. We're gonna talk about particularly in California some of the laws that are uh, potentially directly, could go across the country to yeah, other areas. Yeah, and California sure. kind of leads the the nation in big government. <laughs> yes. And uh, the but it's it's catching on. Uh, a lot of laws that start in California are catching on elsewhere. Not every law governing our industry is a bad law, right. but uh, some of them actually do uh, protect. Uh, somebody who's wanting to operate professionally, but there are others that are just a little bit too intrusive, make things a little bit too difficult and expensive. And, and so, uh, the other part too of that is just the County level versus the state level. What I find, at least in the state of California, is sometimes the County guy doesn't even understand what the state law is and they're enforcing it in the wrong way. And I found that many times, Mm -hmm. Um, here in California, members that'll call us and say, hey, I had the inspector come in and he told me that I have to put a fence here and it was between like, you know, a lake and the house and different things, but it, was, it wasn't even a, one of the seven things that they have to have, you know, in the state at the levels of protection. They were enforcing it in the wrong way, so we had to contact them directly. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about, that level of, right. there's a lot of misunderstanding about those types of things out there. And it's like, if you try to talk to a, in my opinion, a service guy or a builder and say, hey, you know, you work through all of this and try to figure it out. They'd be like, we don't understand any of this. And I get it. Yeah, It's complicated. I think we're going to talk a lot about education. 
about elevating yourself professionally. There's lots of people we can interview on this subject, which I think is very exciting, doing some interviews from people who yeah. are really involved in these types of things. Like I said, there's a lot of great minds there are. in this industry, and Michelle knows more, probably more of them than I do. I, I know I've, I've met my share of them, and I would like to introduce people to them. And I feel very confident that as we do this, we're going to meet more of them along the way. Absolutely. And uh, so as we do that, we're going to we're going to bring them in and introduce you to them. Yeah, I think that's the one thing as we've, you know, we're a year into Ask the Masters now and just the people that we have discovered, it's like, wow, this guy, you know, is doing really great stuff. And, and you know, the, the behind the scenes guys that don't toot their own horn. Uh, mm -hmm. But once you start to kind of get to know, it's like, okay, there's more here that I really, uh, I can benefit from personally and, and, you know, having them share their knowledge out, uh, somebody that's not going to necessarily want to be in front of a camera, right. uh, but, uh, if, if we can drag them in front of a camera. So, um, I know you're going to kind of get in the weeds a little bit. I mean, you, you intend to get pretty deep into like chemical automation and uh, ORP and pH and start to really, yeah, really dive deep into like nuts and bolts type uh, for, yeah. for service professionals, um, trying to dispel some of those myths. Well, there's myths and there's also uh, a lot of theories being touted, um, different pH levels, different things to add to the water to do certain things. And it's not a matter of some of it's the absolute right way to do things and some of it's just complete misinformation. It's being able to take in that knowledge, understand what they're trying to teach you and then apply it to your pool and to, does this really work for me? Is this fulfilling the goal of, of the water quality that I'm trying to give my customers? So uh, the best way to be able to make an educated decision about that is to hear the whole side of the story and, and, uh, and try it out. Um, we're, we're hopefully going to bring in some brilliant people who understand pool science and maybe talk a little bit about how we as pool professionals can take a more scientific approach to how we manage our pools. Um, so there's, there's some good stuff that we're kicking around. The fun part of that day is going to try to get him to talk in layman's terms and not at the <laughs> PhD level. That's going to be the fun well, part of that conversation. And see, like, this uh, is, can you take it down a notch? This is where <laughs> the, we're, we're being uh, uh, introduced on, on Ask the Masters, and I want to make it very clear that I'm not the Masters. I'm the one who's asking. <laughs> Well, I, I kind of question that, but... Well, you know, we all... It, it's it, The term that I always come back to, or the definition that I always come back to, is is to be a mentor, you don't have to have it all together. Right. Uh, you do my pools, and, and there's sometimes you come and, Dave, can you send the boys out? And, you know, so <laughs> we all have places that we can continue yeah. to grow, and, and as a mentor, you only need to be one step ahead of whoever is behind you. Yeah. So, and that's, that's really, if we, if we tied everything down into a nutshell, um, what you guys want to be is a digital mentor, a, a, a voice for the industry, uh, and, right. uh, and, and bringing in different perspectives. So, um, you know, I am super, super excited about this. Cause I think it's, it's, um, 
again, there's other podcasts out there and yeah. there's other service related which podcasts, great. which are great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, we're just going to bring a different perspective. Um, and, and every different perspective, we talked about it earlier, is, is relevant. And your opinion may be different from Dave's, may be different from mine. And getting that all out there in the marketplace so that you, as the listener, can then come in and say, okay, hey, um, I kind of take 30% of Dave and 70% of Michelle and, and you make your own opinions because none of us have all the answers and no. none of us are doing everything perfect. We're not, That's correct. we're not the Bible of any means. No. Yep. So, all right, well, thank you guys for uh, agreeing to do this and I'm so excited to see where you guys take this. This, this is, is gonna, gonna be, be awesome. Fun. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Absolutely, thanks Dave. Thank sure. you. Ask the Masters is dedicated to educating, mentoring, and designing a better workplace for the swimming pool industry and their families. Please take a moment to share, like, and review our content with all of those that would be interested.